Uh, is this thing on? Can you hear me? Welcome to the Gravity Lift Podcast, a mostly entertaining and at times informative place where we get to chat about all the things we love. Music and festival life, yoga and wellness, travel and adventure. We are your hosts, Jordan and Antonella. Our guests on this episode of the Gravity Lift Podcast are Kate Swarm and Gordon Ogden. Kate is an international yoga teacher based out of Oregon with a passion for creating unique and fully immersive experiences. She's both a resident yoga instructor and event producer for Walter Yoga and has taught at numerous yoga and music festivals throughout the nation, blurring the lines between yoga, movement, meditation, visual engineering, and sound immersion. When she's not holding a sacred space of mind-blowing, multi-dimensional, blissed-out, radical transformation, Kate is a mom and a wife who loves to dance, laugh, and never takes life too seriously. Then we have Gordon Ogden, who has been a student of yoga for nearly 20 years and desires to share with the world the amazing growth, undeniable joy, and utter freedom that yoga cultivates. In addition to being a certified yoga teacher, Gordon teams up with Kate to co-produce extraordinary yoga events with Walter Yoga. He's been a marketing professional since the mid-1990s. He's an avid rock climber, and he lives in Phoenix with his wife, Holly, and their daughter, Willow. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of the Gravity Lift podcast. Today, we are joined by Kate Swarm and Gordon Ogden, also known as Walter Yoga, with a much bigger production crew. Uh, Yeah, so we just taught an amazing, awesome, fun, all-immersive class down here and then we did a workshop together which was pretty sweet i had a really good time you had a really good yeah, time I yeah did. i'm down i'm down you? Yeah, i'm down good. for it was pretty fun. we're down for walter town <laughs> I'm, I'm down for arizona welcome i'm really happy to have you guys here even though we're here in your space does that make sense it yeah make there's sense. a totally. shift of gears happening there is i felt it immediately yeah. we've been your guides the whole time yeah. like here, come into our world. And I just felt it. I felt that shift that we're now in your... I'm almost... It makes me excited to come yeah. to Seattle, actually, oh and have gosh. you guys be our, our, our guides, guides around Seattle area. Because you've been, and your sister, been, yeah. Gordon, your sister lives there in the Sister-in-law. area. Mm-hmm. Sister-in-law. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And then, Kate, you've, have you really been to Seattle, or have you kind of been in I mean, yeah, several times, but okay. have I been to Seattle? Especially, like, I know you guys are in, like... We're you guys it. know where the good music is and stuff. I haven't been to okay. a Seattle club. That ever. might that might take yeah. a little organizing. We might have to mm-hmm. plan that trip out a little bit. Like when we start to see some good stuff coming up on the schedule, we're like, Please, all right, yo, let us know. All right, yo, yeah, I would on. love. Well, and we're getting married. Oh, yes. in August. Yes. So we yes. have to yes. plan something around. Yeah. That'd be great. Okay. Yeah, we'll we must get a, a Jordan Goff gig somewhere near the wedding then, so they yes. can come see you and your. You guys know what you have to make sure of with mm. your wedding date? It's it's going to be tricky. Yeah. But I feel like symbiosis, mm. wasn't it right around then? But it was like the Oregon Eclipse, right? Right. I Word on the street is that that space that they used for symbiosis or for, for Oregon, Oregon Eclipse Oregon. will be used again for another festival. And they did it around that time. Mm. It just... I wish there was someone we could call and be like, just give us the dates. Come yeah. on, you know what's happening. Like, give us the dates. Right. We um, could put some feelers out. There might be some people who haven't been out. Have a little yeah. bit of no, because I, yeah, you would just want to, like, I would hate you. That would be so sucky. Yeah. All I'm saying is, I want to go to your wedding. Yeah. And I would hate to miss symbiosis. Yeah. <laughs> 
think we can enough. figure out a way to do both. All the things. Yeah, totally. yeah, all the things. things. <laughs> kind of our philosophy. All right. the things. I think it is. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You guys have been awesome hosts here. And it's really cool, too, because, Kate, you don't even live here. Yeah. Let everyone know where you're from. So I'm actually, I'm from Oregon. And most most likely, if you've ever met me before, I just say Portland, Oregon. I'm from Portland, Oregon. Um, but it's a bigger story than that and that I... I always lived in Oregon. I grew up in a small town outside of Portland and then lived downtown Portland for several years. Then moved out to the Oregon coast for exactly one year to the day. I love the coast. It's beautiful. It's a very, um, um, how do I put it? It's a very unique cultural environment that it just, to shift from downtown Portland to a very rural Probably, you know, conservative town was a huge shift for us. And we knew we wanted to get back up north. Um, And so we found a place in Salem, Oregon, which is the capital. Still actually a very small town compared to Portland. It's not a metro. But we live in downtown Salem and one of the historic districts. And it's very cool. It's got some great vibes. So currently I live in Salem, Oregon. But as a hostess of the mostest, it feels like almost like you live here. Totally. And (laughs) I do. We're going here. We're doing this. Yeah, I actually like the room you guys stayed in. Like they call it Kate's room because I'm, I'm in here. I'm in Arizona so often. And I love the dichotomy. I love it. Salem. Is like my little place, my home, my cozy place. Like, where sure maybe people know about what I do, but they don't know me for what I do. Mm-hmm. And then when I come out to Arizona, it's like everybody knows me for what I do. Yeah. So it's kind of like I'm on all the time. I'm just a stay-at-home mom in Salem, really. Mm-hmm. Right. So I go to very cozy, grounded life. That's my place to come back and like yeah. settle in. And then when I am on the road. It's like, yeah, I'm on, and I love it, and I love it. I get to go out and um, live life to its fullest and be surrounded by some of the most creative and passionate people mm-hmm. on the planet. And and so to have this beautiful balance in my life, I couldn't be more grateful, and I really like how it works for me personally. It's a great balance, a mm-hmm. great contrast, and you're, mm-hmm. you're local, Phoenix, Gordon, but do you go to Salem much? Do you go to Oregon much? We do, and it's a nice, as Kate said, a nice contrast because in the weather specifically, mm-hmm. uh, being able to get out of Phoenix mm. in the summer, and yeah. so typically our families are best friends as well, and so we end up in Salem in the summer uh, when it's cooler, and we What's can get out the, of Phoenix. That, what would you say is like a typical summer day in Phoenix? Like what kind of temperature? One hundred and fifteen <gasps> degrees. <laughs> what? Yeah. So if it's if it's if it's below 100, it's cool, but it'll have wow. you'll have two months where it's over 110 degrees and over 100 degrees at night. Versus even. Oregon and Seattle in the mm-hmm. summer. Well, exactly. Like it's perfect. perfect. Exactly. So we yeah. can get away and we can get uh, some cooler temps. And we usually spend you know weeks at a time up in the Pacific Northwest uh, when we're not on the road. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. we're not doing festivals. So Kate and I will do the festival really circuit in the summer. Mm-hmm. And get out of Phoenix, and then in the cooler weather, and when it's great here, that's when we have our events more in our studio here. So you and guys don't even need like a summer house. No, no exactly. We both north. have like we both 
our families. It's so perfect, you know, because we both have nine-year-old daughters and they're little best friends and only children. So they're sisters. They're like, so cute to watch them interact. Our, yeah, it's amazing. And we can bring them to festivals oh. and... They're yeah, going to Burning Man together for the first time this so year. So rad. So they did Organ Eclipse last year. Do you have that like was their first game festival. plan for that? Like, you guys have obviously done Kate's, Burning Man Kate's a lot. Kate's bringing her mom. A game plan for yeah. bringing our daughters yeah. to Burning Man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it's going to... It's really funny because... Um, you know, over the years, we've actually taken over more and more responsibility at Burning Man every year. So our... We have to be pretty scheduled about... Even our playtime is scheduled. Mm-hmm. It's like, literally, you know... Tonight's a play night. We get to go out and explore. But a lot of it is, uh, yeah, I'm, we're very, very, very lucky to have a space of creation at Burning Man and to be able to put something out there. Um, and But, you know, these artists that we're bringing in, whether it's musicians or um, DJs or movement professionals and they're guiding dance or yoga, um, they are counting on us to have everything in place for them when they show up to share their passion, right? So we have to make sure that landing for them is somewhat smooth. So I have to be there to make sure the AV team is managing all that properly. Um, and and it's such a it's such a hard environment mm-hmm. to get any AV equipment to work in that you know we just have to be on top of that. So I could never imagine because we. Pre- I guess you could call it produce um, uh, yoga and wellness at Burning Man as well for Camp Walter. Um, And I would just hate for, you know, one of our yoga teachers to show up for a class they're teaching and they're working with a DJ. Maybe they've never even met them before. It's like their first time collaborating. But we're really careful about who we pair up together mm-hmm. we're like you would work great with yeah. like you like curated like you're Absolutely. so lucky like i'm so glad i get a, a place to bring you guys together but could you imagine showing up and then like the av equipment is all dusty and not working the speaker is down the eight the dj got lost on playa he's not <laughs> showing up so you have to be there too it's a harsh environment and a hard environment to work in so you have to be like that soft landing place. Mm-hmm. So we we try very hard to take that role seriously. So can you put the girls to work? So, so we can. So yeah. So what I'm saying is we're pretty organized we when we're out there, anyways. But this year when they come, it's going to be like schedule, schedule. Like yeah. at noon, we're going to take the art car tour, yeah. and then we're going to go find the ice cream camp, and then we're going to go into center camp. Um, and then it's nap time. Yeah, this, this year's burn will be about the kids. Yeah, for much. Sure. Absolutely. Every time, yeah, everything we do is going to be about them and their experience because I cannot wait to show them what is humanly possible. Yeah. And that's what Burning Man is for me. Like, it's the space of creation, unlike anything you've ever seen. Whenever I go there, I am just empowered and mystified about just how amazing humans are and what we can do when we work together and the amount of creation that is possible when you bring together a community, right? So if I, I want my daughter to grow up knowing that anything is possible and like her dreams 
can become a reality. They're at such a perfect age for it too. Yeah. Did you inter- have you interacted with many other kids when you've been there? Yeah. Some. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. yeah. I put in quite a bit of effort. I've obviously only been once, but I put in a lot of effort when I would meet a kid and mm-hmm. whoever was with them, whether it was mm-hmm. the babysitter or the grandma or the parents and just had a lot of conversations just to get a feel of like how everybody was navigating it and how it was going. And I met a woman in center camp whose daughter was so sweet and you could tell she'd been doing it and, yeah. and really felt good about it. And the mom had some interesting perspectives and insights and mm-hmm. things that were a little alarming and a little concerning as far sure. as like how uh, Nevada itself is looking at that situation with kids being in there and the legalities of it and whether parents are being responsible and, how mm-hmm. much they intervene versus not intervene. Mm-hmm. Of course, she had some strong opinions of it. And there were some moments where I was like, oh, geez, like there's definitely some risk factors. Mm-hmm. Not so much that I would be concerned about you guys as parents or myself, yes. but the way it's being perceived. Because oh, we, yes, sure. we definitely had some issues yes. with Nevada State Police and like other yes. things because they look at this community and they don't quite get Understand. it. Yeah. So, yeah, she was talking about... Um, people having to deal with child protective services because they exactly. have to be within however many feet of their kid. And those are things like I didn't even know was a thing there. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, um, uh, it's something, it's interesting. I think being a parent within inside any alternative culture, um, people from the outside are going to be questioning whether what you're doing is right or wrong. There's pretty strict dogma that guides most people and so if you're doing anything outside of it there's no they're not stopping to think perhaps why the reason why you're doing it or what it's giving you it's just wrong it's Mm -hmm. in the category of wrong and um and usually it's because dogma this this rule somewhere says Mm -hmm. it's wrong so i believe it's wrong and they're going to stop there and i'm very 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 careful about all of that in my in uh, life in general um with how much i share with the world <laughs> like yeah. about what's yeah like what 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 it means to me and the reason why i'm doing it like yeah sure i'm just going to i'm going to play along yeah. with whatever you believe in whatever <laughs> rules we're not going to get into a yeah. debate right now exactly right? Yeah, as i'm sure my kid. Yeah. i'm like sure yeah i I do all of that. I do all the rules. I do whatever yeah. you're doing. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what too. I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that Burning Man, you know, it's different for everyone. You mm-hmm. know? And different camps have different themes. And uh, I would say that Camp Walter is very family friendly. I mean, it, it is. And people know us within the camp. And it's a very organized camp. And, yes. You know, it's just knowing, knowing how the camp operates after being for many years a part of it, it feels almost like home because there's multiple people within the organization that know our daughters, mm-hmm. you know, and know in the camp know who they are. And it's just a lot of different sets of eyes that will be on our kids in a very secure, safe manner. And both of your spouses have been bringing yeah, us. Absolutely. So they, yeah. they get the vibes. And it's, I like that you've kind of baby stepped it. Like, okay, first it's kind of my thing. And then, oh, yeah. okay, I want to yeah. bring my spouse, spouse mm-hmm. to try this out. Mm-hmm. Now that we've kind of got an idea of how we exist there, mm-hmm. how yeah. we exist there with our child. Exactly. Is it doable? Can exactly. the teamwork mm-hmm. this? Do we need support from a mm-hmm. grandparent? Exactly. Or exactly. Whatever. And uh, I don't know. I think it's a something we've talked about as far as when we have a child mm-hmm. together. Is that something we would want yeah. to do? And at what point? At what, at what age? Point? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like that would be good. 
Um, I love that you mentioned that this burn is going to be about the kids. Yeah. And I feel like that is a mistake that we made over the summer is that, uh, I guess more like uh, late winter, we were talking to Bailey and Jackson about Oregon eclipse and we're like, mm-hmm. this is a one time festival. It's going to be this and be that. Yeah. And they are both older, uh, in, in hormonal and teenagers and a little bit crippled by anxiety at times, but they love music and they love to like hear about yeah. our stories and the culture. So they want to go and we show them the pictures and they get all pumped and mm-hmm. we, we buy the tickets, we plan mm-hmm. it for months and then it happens and we did not execute it in a way that was really putting them first. Right from the entry, we got separated. We had oh. to try to find each other. There's no cell service. There's no fire chat, which we told them we were going to have, right? And so they walk into it in a way that's not grounding, not mm-hmm. loving, not mm-hmm. not immersive in a way that they're, yeah. like, really excited about. And, like, within a day and a half, two days, they were out. They're like, we can't we, – we don't feel good here. We don't feel safe. We don't feel comfortable. This isn't our – place this is in our vibes and yeah sure. and because they can drive they went home yeah and i was just like it's heartbroken because uh, i wanted sure. i had this you vision of share. like all these things we were going to go yeah. through yeah. together yeah. but it got pushed back by logistics of like totally finding each other figuring out job wise what we were even supposed to be doing there because we had been brought in on such a chaotic note which won't even go into that. Uh, and so by the time we got all that sorted then we were like all right let's go do this today's the yeah. day and they were already tuned out they were sure. like wow. yeah and so that that made me really sad because i feel like uh at the time it was easy to tell them or not tell them but feel from them like they were just giving up too quick like oh you're not giving it a chance and yep. and you're just like you know tuned out but really like we did not go into it with the right foot forward mm-hmm. so that they could have mm-hmm. that experience and um, but yours are at an age that I think it will be a little bit easier because they can't just leave. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they can't get in their car. And yeah, we really, really yeah. can't yeah. just leave them. You know, or yeah. even assume that they can handle. Much and they're young themselves. enough that you're you're used to being more uh, in charge. Where yes. when they're older, they have exactly. a bit of freedom. So then you're like, oh, at home you have this much freedom. So here we're going to give you that much freedom, and then we go, oh no, wait, that's too much freedom for you mm-hmm. here because you don't feel grounded and you feel nervous or whatever. So yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. But I think nine, ten's perfect age. I'm such a good age. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to. Um, show them everything and I just can't wait I can't wait like all the moments even last year uh last year after the man burn Saturday night all the uh, art cars are rounded up right so it's you want an art car tour do it then everybody else is like leaving to go play but all the art cars stay there until everybody's left it's literally a circle of art cars so they were all rounded up and we were like jumping on the art car then jumping off and going to the next one. And it's just a huge, huge circle. And I was like, I could not wait for my daughter to see this like rolling octopus mm. that is handcrafted. Charlie the unicorn. <laughs> yeah, Charlie the they will be so excited, like yeah. to see that that was made. Like to see that you can make that. It just like opens up a whole world of possibility and the reason that it was made. It was made to bring joy, mm-hmm. right? It was made to create a feeling and yeah. to give you like a little piece of beauty. And that's so amazing. I'm just Well, like, that's basically what Walter is as a whole. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. started with an art car. 
So mm-hmm. if you want to explain that a little bit more and how that art car was created to bring beauty and joy to people and how that's incorporated into Walter. Into everything yeah, it's, you know, I just feel, I feel lucky uh, to even be part of an artist or creative collective such as, such as Walter. And we'll outline it a little bit, but the depth, the depth to the nuances to every single art car we create and the community that surrounds us. Uh, I mean, I could talk for days about every single person involved, every single art car that's involved. And to just be part of something so beautiful is um, is incredible. Like, I could not be more grateful to get to share my passion alongside these individuals. So I'll kind of let Gordon outline yeah. from, he knows like the the dates and the dimensions and the type of engines and things like that. So I'll let you kind of outline from beginning to end Sure. what Walter is and sure. how we kind of started. Sure. I think the big question people always ask is, you know, why Walter? What, you know, what, who's what, Walter? Who's Walter? Yeah. Who's, who is? who's oh, Walter's wait, yoga? Hold on. The best part, the best like part about being part of Walter is people want to be on the inside or they think they're on the inside and they got a piece of like false knowledge. And so they'll walk up to us and they'll be like, Hey, um, I'm a friend. I'm Walter's friend. Like I met him <laughs> once and we're like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I half thought called? Gordon was Walter yeah. in the beginning. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that guy? That must be his middle name or something. Exactly. No. Yeah, so no. tell him who Walter is. What, why Walter? Sure. <laughs> So Walter started uh, his life, um, and we like to give them actually, uh, uh, I guess sexes, yeah. So he is he is a male. Um, but Walter started as a uh, 1960s Walter Motor Company crash truck. So it serviced uh, Luke Air Force Base, which is an Air Force Base here in Arizona. And what's in, a in what's a crash 60s. truck? What's a crash truck? A crash truck is one that sits near the um near the landing strip at an airport and uh, waits for planes to hopefully land safely and if they don't um they are typically the first ones on um on the airstrip to help put out any fires. so it's a big crash truck is a big fire truck and uh walter was a walter motor company crash truck and walter motor company was uh, a motor company from the from detroit uh Michigan. And we found this old 1960s crash truck on the side of a cliff in Jerome, Arizona. And so our founder or visionary, Kirk Strawn, was at a Volkswagen enthusiast's camp out, right? Camp out meetup called the Jerome Jamboree. And all of these Volkswagen bus enthusiasts every year get together in Jerome, Arizona, which is this really interesting cliffside ghost town in Arizona, really a beautiful area. We and have to take you guys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so they had this old, you know, just rusted out white crash truck that was sitting uh, on the side of the cliff. And, and Kirk had just gone to Burning Man uh, the year prior. And after seeing that up on the cliff, realized here, I met this Volkswagen enthusiast Jamboree. I just went to Burning Man and saw these amazing art cars Let's turn that into the world's largest Volkswagen bus. Mm. And so acquired Walter, well, acquired the crash truck. And then the community here fabricated and created Walter the bus. Mm. And every part of it. So welding, everything you see, building like the bumpers, 
rebuilding the engine, adding the audio components. So each person who did that, that's their passion. Mm -hmm. That's their passion. So we're actually, if you talk about like what is, uh, the camps have themes. I think um, our theme is pretty tech driven or um, builder driven. Maker driven. Maker driven Mm -hmm. for Uh, sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the organization as it's evolved in the camp initially you know, there's a number of different principles and we can speak to some of those in a few, but one of the principles is second chances. So the idea that we can take something old and then create something new with it. And all of the art cards that are part of Walter, now the organization, the Walter project, which is actually a hundred year project at this mm-hmm. point, um, started with Walter the bus. And of course the name just came from the motor company and it has the crash truck has this, um, you know, just a, a plate on it that says, you know, Walter Motor Company, Michigan. And uh, so once we created Walter the Bus, um, soon after Walter the Bus, there was Big Red, which is an oversized Volkswagen Beetle. So there becomes this theme with some, yeah, so you saw, you've seen Big Red. So if you've been to Burning Man or or at some of the festivals that, you know, Bonnaroo, you'll see, uh, you'll definitely see Big Red. And there's just and and big red was again oversized to the same scale as Walter the bus and we realized that when you create something oversized it brings this happiness and almost this childlike wonder to people that you know walk up to this oversized you know amazing car and and, and they're just like wow now I'm now I'm a kid mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 from that we realized you know this is this is obviously really something and. Um, from there have just kind of continued to fuel that passion of bringing more happiness at the time to Burning Man. And, and that was our gift. And the community continued to grow and evolve. And, um, and then over the years, now there's you know, added art cars. So Heathen, uh, which is a fire-breathing fire truck that has these huge horns and has a, um, a big fire cannon off the front, but also has this thing on top that's called the CVRG, which is a combustible vortex ring generator. And so we worked. Down, down. Exactly. So we, <laughs> so we worked with literally rocket um, engineers yes. from Purdue, Univers- Purdue University as part of their, um, one of their projects. And, and we brought them on and, and they helped create this CVRG, combustible vortex ring generator, which in short just throws this massive fire donut 50 feet up into the air. Instead of a smoke ring, it's Instead like a, of a fire smoke ring, ring. It's a fire yeah. ring and there's a big red button. And all of our art cars are, they're not something that you just look at. We built them for people to enjoy and to play mm-hmm. and to be a part of because it's all part of that bringing more happiness to the world and creating that childlike wonder. And as part of, for example, with um, big with Heathen and the CVRG, there's actually a big red button. So if you see us anywhere and you see Heathen there, you can actually come up and you'll see one of our fire operators there with this big box with a red button. And if you come up to him, he'll let you press the red button yeah. and shoot the big Ooh, fire donut exciting. into the sky. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, when you see it, be like, I want to press the button. Where is it? Oh, no, and and no, no. find find Ryan or some of the other guys and uh, they'll allow you to shoot the, the um the fire ring. So there's just one more component right there talking about the fire. We have people who their passion is, is fire. Fire. And fire, and fire elements. Like- exactly. So we have a lot of different fire elements, but uh, you know, just real quick to circle back to who is Walter. Walter is now Walter the bus. Yeah. And then that's um, really evolved into 
the organization. And then uh, we realized, okay, this needs to be even something bigger than all of us. And Structure. That was where, yeah, and that's mm-hmm. really where it was creating mm-hmm. the Walter Project. And from there, there's a number of different spinoffs. And Walter Yoga is one of those those spinoffs. And it's, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a 100-year project. And Kirk realized that, hey, I want to create something that's going to last longer than I, than I am. That will life. surpass yeah. my life. Exactly. Yeah. So now there's a fleet of 11 art cars. Um, they, um, they range everything from, I mean, the latest um, is Mona Lisa, which was uh, developed and designed to, um, to model Da Vinci's tank. Mm-hmm. And so uh, at Burning Man, there was Da Vinci's workshop like two years, two years ago. ago yeah. And we created a uh, created Mona Lisa, which is this, um, you know, it looks almost like a flying saucer, but it shoots massive fire. And it was our first um, first kind of less uh, friendly, cuddly art car. <laughs> yeah. And that was a little bit by design. You know, it was like, here, we've got all of these really kind of soft, playful, but we want to have something that's a little, um, not mean or anything like that, but it was just like, just to like... It means business. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I'm here. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so now with these 11 art cars, we can create almost a full immersive experience by creating a, almost a circle uh, with the art cars. And then in the middle, we can have these amazing dance parties and events. And, and at that point, we just realized that here we can, instead of just taking these gifts to Burning Man, how can we bring this into the world and create something that brings more happiness to the world? Because I think we would all agree that the world could use a little bit more happiness. And, and that's really where Walter mm-hmm. shines is when we can take it out and share these things that people at Burning Man, they, they were the only ones that could really see and so now we we, well, we were talking about it just in the car about yoga, like meeting people where they're at. Uh-huh. Like, obviously, uh-huh. we want to bring all these awesome things to the people at Burning Man because we know that they're they're ready. They want exactly. to absorb it. But as teachers, how do we start to take some of those lessons out and meet people where they're at? I'm exactly. not going to drag that person totally. or that person to Burning Man with me because I know totally. they will fucking hate it. They're exactly. not ready. They don't <laughs> they, need yeah, it. They, but they, I'll yeah. bring a little yeah. bit of those burning yeah. vibes to them, meet them where they're at, yeah. give it in a dosage mm-hmm. that they can mm-hmm. exactly. uh, have without tripping balls and hating the experience and be like, that was the worst trip ever. Exactly. <laughs> like, I gave you a little, 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 little taste test. Exactly. Yeah. And, and if you get, if anybody who's listening is interested uh, because it's so abstract when you try and describe mm-hmm. it, just go on to any of our media, even go to walterproductions.com and you'll get a full view of all of our art cars and, and how we set up for events and the different things we're involved in. But, I mean, you can find us on pretty any outlet. Go to Walter Productions Instagram and get an eyeful of all yeah, the awesomeness. <laughs> and I would say that like it, it all started with Walter the bus, but now Calliope is... She's kind of the the queen. Yeah, she's yeah. showstopper. Yeah, yes, she's yeah, absolutely. she's the showstopper. And a lot of people know Calliope from whether it was EDC or, mm-hmm. or Bonnaroo. Uh, she's um, she's been quite a hit at, at both of, of those festivals. And uh, she is a 1960s just box trailer that we acquired. So just box trailer is yeah, almost like a moving truck. Just yeah, just a blank box and rectangle. And we created this uh, mobile stage that's a three-story sound stage that plays uh so you know it has seventy-five thousand watts of sound that can play to twenty-five thousand plus people and it's actually pulled by heathen the fire breathing fire truck 
So it's not self-motorized, it's pulled. So it's a really fun, um, you know, fire truck that's pulling this incredible (laughs) soundstage. And uh, Calliope is the the goddess of of music. And that seemed appropriate for her. And... um, Jordan played on that yesterday. And Jordan played oh, yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah like exactly. Because you've and, seen it at Burning Man. You've done the tour of it. Like, how did that feel yesterday while I was teaching for you to be up there? Because I tried to look up at you a few times. but You looked good up there, man. You did. <laughs> you looked good up like, there. How did that feel to be well, on it's, that? It's definitely part of a dream come true, yeah. which is pretty mm-hmm. sweet to mm-hmm. see that space a couple years ago at Burning Man and be like, oh, it'd be so cool to play out this. And you like yeah. look out at this world of possibility at Burning Man and then you're like, oh, I could see this. And so... To play on it was really awesome, but kind of what I was going to bring in is that Walter as a company, you said you brought from Burning Man to the real world and then had these art cars that you can then, Mm -hmm. you know, have at your corporate event or a festival with this other cool stuff. Um, But then you also have a space and the space is where we taught Mm -hmm. and I DJed Mm -hmm. um, and then we taught our workshop. Uh But it's cool because you have like an actual brick and mortar location where Calliope is inside of this warehouse and then there are actual lights full rigging system and it's a full she doesn't have to do all the work herself there's a there's a backup and it's and it's an event space where you can bring people to it and you know it's not like you need an outdoor venue or something yeah and that's kind of a cool way that it's all tied itself together so yeah it was amazing to play on Calliope and it was sweet to look out at a bunch of people doing yoga and exploring themselves in a community. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next step is playing at Burning Man or oh, some dang, other yeah. venue. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's so cool. And you don't really, as a DJ slash musician, whatever you want to consider, it's it's cool to play on it, but you didn't get to push it because mm-hmm. it's like this yeah. yoga class. Yeah. And so yeah. You get yeah. to play some stuff, but it's not like... Do you, you know, find yeah, that often, saying. though? Do you find that often as a... How often as a DJ or as an artist in general, as a yoga teacher, when you're invited to do something by someone, but do you really get to take over? And they're like, this is your moment. Yeah. I don't care what it looks like when you start, when you stop, when you end, how hard it gets. I mean, that's it, those, mo- those yeah. moments when you're just like, go. Yeah. Well, Be you. <laughs> well, so that's the thing is – the amount of people that preach go and do you, but don't actually really mean it is pretty high. And so when you kind of gave us this like blank canvas of like, go do whatever you want, it's like, okay, cool. But I want to make sure I don't go too far because I don't really know what the limits are. And so now that we've done it once and we see that like the world really is your oyster and the things you guys have at your disposal and the fun you can have and the crew you can have that are all top notch individuals. It's beyond just you guys. Right. Oh, for sure. Then it's like, okay, then ideas go coursing through our brains of like, oh, we really do have this blank slate, just kind of like Burning Man where you can come and explore. And that's that's what I think is the greatest thing about it is it not only frees up space to be a kid, but also frees up an environment where the people that are coming to experience the events that are being thrown can then get fully immersed and fully let go and fully have a blank slate with a group of people that mm-hmm. they may have never met mm-hmm. it's similar for us as teachers so exactly so it's like the structure within walter is really loose right we're all creatives and we're all just trying to make the world a happier place but i mean if you were to draw a pyramid gordon and i aren't on top we 
It's like, like, we're not the decision makers. We're the yogis who love to make fully immersive yoga experiences, movement experiences. We take what other people have created. Like their passion was the fire or the lights or they created this beautiful environment for us. And we're like, how can we make add what we love to it? How can we add our piece of passion to it? Um, So we couldn't even like, wrap that back around to your guys' idea for projection, right? Uh, you guys had, like, this beautiful idea for projection. And, and bubbles. And bubbles. You wanted right? bubbles? So, we got you bubbles. So, like, bubbles. so we open up, like, this big canvas for you, like, do whatever you want. Yeah. And you're like, projection, let's do projection. And then, right, from that step, it's like, then our AV team gets back to lays down the reality and it's like that's not a no that's a yes we're going to do projection but here's the realities how how are we going to make this work and that's where um i think a lot of people get tripped up on both ends the creative aspects of both ends of the people who have to actually pull it off and then the artist who's like really wanting to do it and the beautiful thing is like you were like okay well let's make this work how are we going to make it work within this environment how can we come together and meet in the middle Mm -hmm. right so we are so lucky that we have so many creative people Mm -hmm. working behind us that we can pretty much meet anyone in the middle it's like yeah you want to do projection we got guys who love the idea of projection we got people who will do it but they're going to break it down and and show you like okay this is why projection isn't done in every yoga class Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of actual aspects to it um and so yeah gordon and i are the the dreamers you know and and then we're like okay so we have this big amazing idea and um and then we have this team who can pull it off and to have that gift is incredible and to be doing it for movement for like shifting people's consciousness like so you guys took that shifting of consciousness to a whole different level so Ours was very much like yoga and music and fun based, but then you guys mm-hmm. also had an event on Thursday yeah. where you did like Thai massage and you had like a tea room. And so, yeah. Gordon, if you could explain a little bit more about the the brick and mortar space that you have and what it used to mm-hmm. be and the potential that you have, the different rooms and environments mm-hmm. that you can create with mm-hmm. that. Sure. So the the studio space that you're speaking to was purchased about three and a half years ago, and it was a film studio space and for a long time it was Arizona's largest uh, film studio and there were uh, presidents in the 40s and 50s that had delivered uh, you know uh, national speeches from this uh, studio space as well as I think there was a a Cranberries video that was filmed in the early 80s I don't know which one but you know things like that were filmed there but it has the largest psych wall which a psych wall has kind of that curve at the bottom and, and it typically is used in in film and photos and and it's almost like a big green screen right now and um and so that was acquired about three and a half years ago and uh we've kind of taken over the space um with the idea of here what you know what's the best use for this because it's mainly a big you know a large if you look at any of the photos there's this big room and that's studio a and then there's a bunch of smaller rooms that were either server rooms or post-production video rooms or meeting rooms and, and offices and such. And uh, the vision of the Walter Project, you know, as I mentioned, is a 100-year project. And how can we be even more of a center point in the community 
that brings uh, the community together, um, how can we build more? And, you know, taking, I guess, a page from larger is better or bigger is better <laughs> with Walter the bus and, and everything else. It was like, well, why don't we turn this into something big? And there was a meeting years ago that, that happened when we were talking about this and the idea of creating a big house. What do you mean a big house? Like an, an actual oversized house. So the house or the new venue space that we're about to create and construction is going to start in May and it's going to be about 18 months or 2020, it will open up again and it's going to be the Walter house, or the big house. And with Walter, the bus and the other art cars that are oversized, when they are actually parked in front of this house, they will be to scale so to the house. Cool. And so yeah. we will now have a space that we will be able to program regular programming and everything from um not regular not <laughs> very yes very out of regular. this world but everything everything yeah reoccurring yeah. but like extraordinary whether, yes extraordinary <laughs> and huge but it'll be everything from um you know whether it's ted talk type presentations oh, to nice. amazing raves to yeah. um a wedding might happen there but you're going to um you know, there, there's going to be nothing, nothing like it. And uh, that's kind of the space today. So it's actually about to really go through a whole um, big change in, in what's going to happen. But I can tell you that in 2020, everyone in this town will know, everyone in Phoenix will know the Walter House as um, a really unique event venue space. So we actually have a few different properties here in Phoenix that support the Walter project. So we actually have a, a, an art gallery, the Walter art gallery. We just um, purchased a fire, an old firehouse, and we're turning that into um, the Walter station brewery. So we brew beer. That's one of the passions of a um, part of the organization. And we've had the Walter brew club, and that's now um, actually turning into um, you know, a real brewery. Right. And that, Beer will be um, served at the big house when the big house comes online. And then we have um, the Walter Dome. Can you get like a brewery art car and like oh, bring like a bunch mm. of kegs to Burning oh, Man that you just tap? Can you? Of course you can. Of course you can. A giant yeah. keg that drives yeah. around yeah. with a bunch of taps that in it or something. That's amazing. <laughs> that's, a that's a brilliant uh, idea. Write that down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're hired, George. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the, the, house, um, the house will be um, kind of the next stage of what we currently have as our studio and, and where people know uh, Walter Yoga to happen today. But uh, when it comes back online in 2020, it'll be um, you know, state-of-the-art lights and sound, and uh, you're going to be able to pull Calliope in as she sits today, but she'll have actually her own theater. So it'll be the Calliope oh, Theater. Nice. And there will be um, really the most amazing acoustics. Um, acoustics yeah. And uh, it'll be, I'm sure, soundproof because we do have neighbors. And the neighbors know us quite well today. <laughs> but I think that, um, you know, when it comes back online, it'll be really, really something special and unique. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of the, the space and the studio that we, that we have today. Well, it'll obviously become a very obvious fixation in phoenix and to build the community but i think it's going to generate a lot of attention nationwide because yeah. there's nothing like that yeah i've never exactly. heard of anything even remotely like that so i think that will become a destination totally Absolutely. we you, hope so yeah. you know what i love when you're talking about walter is gordon and i do it too is when we talk about walter we say we yeah right so it's a collective so oftentimes people when they hear us 
um, and they don't understand. And then I say, we are building a house. They think that mean that we that I'm saying means ownership. Like we are building a house. Like somehow I own something that's building a house. And it's so strange because that's not what I'm using that vernacular as. We means that like as a collective, no ownership, right? Mm -hmm. I am part of something that's building. Like we as a community, it's almost like talking about a family. Like we, Mm -hmm. like we, like there's moms and dads within this community. There's, you know, older brothers and sisters. And and, fairies. Yeah, and fairies. (laughs) And unicorns. Yeah, Unicorns. And like, exactly. There's a we there. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting to use something so, so simple and people to, to stick to, oh, we. So it's like when I'm talking, I'm People see that I'm with Walter and I'm like, yeah, we are doing this. They think that somehow when I say we, it means ownership. But the we that I'm talking about is we as humanity. Yeah. We as a group it, of we, people. Yeah, we and, and Kirk would, yes. you know, would echo that because yeah. it's, um, there's so many people, hundreds, um, if hundreds. not thousands of people yes. at this point and will continue that have played a part in in everything that, that yes. comes out of Walter. So mm-hmm. it's not just a select handful that create any one thing. There's so many people that had um, a part of these different art cars. So I remember painting part of Calliope when we were putting her together. And and so I feel like I had a little piece of that. And there's just others. And and, and so many people have been able to to touch and be a part of. And, and there are, are guiding principles. One of the, really the first one is show up. You know, if you want to be a part of this, you have to show up. People talk about, oh, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is one of the most open and inclusive organizations, but you have to show up. Mm-hmm. And the second one is just be nice. <laughs> and the third it's is clean up your shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, nice. I mean, it's yeah, just like you got to totally. you got to be nice. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it, it carries through. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I just I am so overwhelmed with like the amount of gratitude I have for finding such an amazing community and having them embrace me and and support me and support me and be like we see you Kate we mm-hmm. see your passion and dedication we see what you give the world here here's your canvas go paint like that is the greatest gift anybody could be given mm-hmm. yeah yeah so Gordon um Kate mentioned that she's a kind of a stay-at-home mom when she's at home and then yeah. she gets to fly to Gordon Phoenix and do more. But yeah, like, Gordon, what do, what do you do? But I've, seen do, some you cool, do? I've seen some cool stories about you, some cool Instagram <laughs> posts from back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> so what's like, a, like, you are a host, but what do you do? What's like a typical day? Like, you're, are you kind of stay-at-home mom? Wake mom, up. Yeah. Wake up. Be awesome. Yeah. Be awesome. <laughs> Get um, the hair just right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Wake up, look good, be awesome. <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> Um, well, I'm a, uh, I'm a professional marketer. I mean, I I would say that that's my, my career and it started in, uh, in the late, well, the early nineties here in Phoenix, I was um, a partner in a web development agency and we, uh, got into the internet early on. And so we were developing large corporate websites for, um, organizations here in, here in Phoenix. And that included everyone from um, the first uh, Arizona Diamondbacks website before Major League Baseball took over all of the websites, um, as well as um, Dell Webb, which is a massive um, you know, national home builder. 
uh, to, you know, just these large corporate websites. So I had a team. Um, and this of, is way before. 45, 45 or 50. Could, what is, was 50, everybody used now? Square or whatever? Squarespace. Squarespace. Yeah, this yeah, is way was, before well, that. Even, even WordPress and, like, and all of that. We, that. we had like mm-hmm. teams of, of coders and designers and, nice. and, and that organization was, um, was Rhino Internet. And uh, Rhino Internet was born out of Rhino Staging. And Rhino Staging is a, um, an event production company as well, um, providing technical labor for sporting events and, and rock shows and such. And so I've been, um, one of my first passions is rock climbing. And so um, early on, when I moved to Arizona to go to ASU in 1988, I quickly met what became my business partner uh, through rock climbing. And he got me into um, event production and rigging specifically for rock shows and, and sporting events. Because as climbers, he was like, you got to come do this work because we get to wear our climbing harnesses <laughs> and climb around in these big buildings, you know, in these arenas and it. get paid yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was um, 18 at the time and uh, started to do that rigging work. And then there was an opportunity um, through school and through Jeff, uh, who was the... Uh, CEO and, and created Rhino Staging to start producing these animations um, at these arenas. And mm-hmm. I was in school for uh, animation as well as uh, I started as business marketing mm-hmm. major and then uh, transitioned to animation and, uh, and design and uh, started um, creating these scoreboard animations uh, for the Phoenix Suns and um, and so that was that was a trip because my uh, other business partner Jonathan and I lived in this small house, and this is like uh, this is nineteen probably nineteen ninety to ninety two or ninety three when this started to really happen when the arena opened here in downtown Phoenix, and so we would spend our days uh, not only going to school at ASU but also basically drawing cartoons all day, and then doing the scoreboard operating at night. For the games, and so when you're at a, you know, imagine you're at a basketball game and you see the the big light bright that has defense and <laughs> you know go Suns and that sort of thing. We were actually the operators um, playing those animations <laughs> and like the noise meter, and so the crowd goes crazy, and we're like literally just going, you know, just totally playing with people. And so that was like that was amazing. And then a friend came over. This guy actually, who was really very early on in, in internet time for us. Um, and he, you know, he was like, you're doing all these animations and stuff. Um, you should check out the internet and the web, the World Wide web. And we're just like, <laughs> what's that? What? Mean? And then yeah. even email at that time, it's like, at what? Like, what's the at symbol? And where is that on the keyboard? And wow. it was such a trip. And so he was like, you should use your computers to start doing these websites. And then that was the connection to kind of the internet and that was like early mosaic was the browser that became netscape and then i mean all yeah it was super early on and it's um we kind of became they used to call us like the 900 pound gorilla of like web development web design here in phoenix for many years and then other agencies started to pop up and then there was the kind of the boom and the bust uh the first one kind of happened in 2000 yeah and then um, kept doing that and then, um, you know, realized that that really wasn't my thing and started to um, kind of drift away from what I had created with, with Jeff, with Rhino Internet, realized that I wanted a little bit more freedom and started to do uh, marketing consulting 
uh, with a handful of retainer clients, uh, specifically uh, the real kind of the first one that really kind of kicked all of that off was with Robin Sharma. And Robin is an author who has written a, a book called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Hmm. And so I helped Robin with his online business for about four and a half years. And from there, um, ended up, you know, just bringing on a few other retainer clients. And that was at the same time uh, we had Willow, so my daughter, and realized that with Holly and her career, my wife, she is an interior designer and she owns her own agency or firm here in, in Phoenix. Uh, she's a partner in a firm. And, um, she's and a badass. She, she's, she's, she's amazing. She is badass. And so, um, having Willow, having Holly work and, and, and be so busy and wanting to have some freedom with my time, I realized that doing the marketing consulting thing was the way to, to do that. Yeah, and I can pick and choose. I can pick it, and choose my matters. time and make yeah. my schedule and be present for Willow when she was, was born and, and through those early years. And then it's just, um, it's just evolved as I've um, started to become more um, engaged in kind of all things yoga and wellness and, and Burning Man. And that happened uh, when I first went eight or nine years ago. I realized that I wanted to shift most of my focus towards yoga and Walter, really. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's kind of how it's evolved today. So now I'm responsible for marketing at Walter and the Walter Project and, and Walter Productions. Okay. So that's, in essence, my, my day job today is, um, is marketing with, with Walter as well as um, uh, Walter Yoga and producing those, um, those events and being a big part of that. So that Walter Yoga is um, a business unit within mm-hmm. the Walter Project. So under the Walter Project, there's the Walter Art Gallery, there's Walter Event Productions, there's Walter Yoga. So there's and there's a few Walter others. Brewing. Walter Make, Walter and Brewing. So you manage the marketing for all those facets. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, really more for Walter mm-hmm. Productions okay. and um, and Walter Yoga. Mm-hmm. The gallery, Walter Art Gallery, kind of handles itself. Right. But I think as the whole um, project continues to grow, I'm taking on more responsibility around marketing for the bigger picture. So for example, as the house comes online, there's going to be a whole story with the building, the creating and the opening Mm -hmm. of the house itself. What challenges have you encountered over the years? Because that's quite the progression. We're talking about what, when did you start uh, all of the inter interwebs. The, yeah, the, 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 inter, the interwebs was late nineties. Late nineties, mm-hmm. and now you're looking at 2017, and you've you have evolved throughout all of this mm-hmm. in different ways. Like, what challenges have you gone along the way to like really adapt and to stay present and with the times and relevant, right? Yeah, absolutely. Lost in in the constant change. I know for myself, like. I feel like I just start to get a handle of whatever's current and then it's, Oh no, that's not it anymore. Now it's this. And I think being open to change, okay. you know, not getting so fixed on any one thing or platform. What? A yoga philosophy of non-attachment. Y- yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? Exactly. And, and I think with technology and, and just being, I think being a learner, mm-hmm. I'm definitely, I enjoy learning. And um, if you're open and willing to learn, mm-hmm. especially if, marketing is something that you're into or technology you're into and you like, you know, especially with social media, you like the marketing aspect. Uh, you know, it's one thing um, to be on social media and then it's another thing to do social media marketing. Mm-hmm. 
they're two totally different things. And right now there's a gazillion people on social right. media, but mm-hmm. are they actually doing social media marketing? Mm-hmm. Maybe or maybe not. It depends on what the intention is, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a business, um, there's a lot more to it than, oh, I'm just going to post something, right? right. And, and again, what is it that you're... I mean, there's whole careers. My oh, cousin, oh, absolutely. My cousin Paolo does the social media for REI. Absolutely. And he went to school at yep. UW mm-hmm. for a social media position. Absolutely. And now he goes and does oh, talks crazy. and lectures. And he teaches crazy. it all as well in school. Exactly. So, and he's... Uh, he's low 30s I would yeah. say mm-hmm. so it's crazy that that's a whole career path now specifically absolutely and I think that. it's knowing what you don't know or at yeah. least being open to knowing what you don't know and, and knowing that there are people that now specialize in these different disciplines mm-hmm. and if anything it's only gotten more complex you know a lot of people especially early on it's like oh I can buy this bot that will you know or this app or this bot that will do automate my social media mm-hmm. for me and you realize that that doesn't work you know you actually have to there has to be um human involvement real and, and, and real engagement totally. exactly and, and intention behind it so something i want to say about social media though because people see our presence on social media and they want that's to know. how we met you exactly and, it is. And, and, it and, is. And, and i tell you yes it's, it's created instagram specifically has created so many amazing opportunities we would not be sitting here right and if you think so. it's just a picture that's being posted it's so much more, so than, much that. more than so that, yeah. so but the, the thing is, is people want like this math equation like make it yeah. work and yeah. so my thing is like what are you working towards or like why like what is you got to start with the reason why you're doing it so i i don't want to be like two woo woo fairy glitter unicorns but i am most of the time um but i like dude you can be a marketing professional you can whatever you can read whatever article you want about how to post when to post what to post Mm -hmm. um i use social media because i believe i have something i have something i want to share with the world and i feel like i just want to make the world a happier more loving place and i i have something to share and that's what i want to do i want to share like whatever lineage you come from what your dharma your truth share guidance share love share inspiration what is it what is your special thing right i I believe everyone they have something nobody has been through what they have been nobody has the unique insights their little learnings and like teachings that they've learned along their path wherever their path is whether they're a yogi they you know are working fire or anything they have something to share they have something to give the world and if that's if you're working towards anything like what are you trying to build it should be building towards that so marketing for rei there's some really cool things about rei why they're successful or uh why they are what they are but they start with the reason why Mm -hmm. why are they doing what they're doing is really important Mm -hmm. and that's why they're marketing is um is really impactful right because they're not marketing their goal is not selling you a coat no they're right moving from a place of substance yeah. so you can have the best Absolutely. marketing team ever but if exactly. you're not moving from a content totally a real positive content yeah. driven um and you're just posting to exactly post, yeah. so if your reason for posting you. Absolutely. if your reason for posting that picture is for likes and follows mm-hmm. um 
that's all you're ever going to get out of it, mm-hmm. right? You're never, you're like, it's not going to make you happy. Uh, it's like, what is your goal? Is your goal to become an insta famous yogi, right? So I think that's like sometimes maybe that's what people are, are wanting. If if that's your goal, I mean that's yeah. at the end of the day, that's fine. Then you can then work towards that. But if it's like I want to be able to utilize this platform to mm-hmm. share Absolutely. something meaningful with the world, um, then all right, so you're going to do that. Let's do it well. Well, that's where like I think marketing for Walter Productions and Walter Yoga would be, um, in my it's opinion, fun. a dream come true. Yeah. It's because fun. it's yeah. easy at that point. Well, yeah. This is easy because it, we are going to share something yeah. that is so pure and yeah. real mm-hmm. and, and there's so much good content there that it's like, all right, I'm just going to like, you know, it's going to yeah. flow out of my fingertips yeah, as totally. marketing versus totally. a marketing person that comes in and it's like, here, make our company successful, exactly. market the shit yes. out of us. And then you're like, oh, market what? Market <laughs> this what? picture exactly. of a t-shirt, this yeah. famous exactly. person drinking your coffee. Like, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, um, That's so it would be nice to be, uh, um, what did you say? You're more not free stuff. What is it? Um, freelance. freelance. It's like because then you can pick and choose. You Absolutely. can say like, oh, I'm not just going to market for any company. I'm going to mm-hmm. find one whose uh, core values and story Absolutely. and message is something that is going to be not only enjoyable for me to do, but almost effortless. Absolutely. Yeah, I think like, I think that that that's with most things as humans that when you are when you're passionate about it, you're going to be more successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I found after doing a lot of client service work over many, many years, there was a point where I'm helping another organization be successful, but I'm really not necessarily passionate about what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. great people. They may have even a great product, but does it really make my heart sing? Is it really something that I'm really mm-hmm. into? And uh, from top to bottom, the people that are involved with, I mean, just all around, the Walter Project, Kirk and Jennifer Erickson is our CEO. They are some of the most, um, you know, extraordinary humans um, slash leaders uh, mm-hmm. that I've ever been around. You know, from a business standpoint and a personal standpoint. So it makes it it makes it easy to 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 work hard for for them, knowing that hey, this this mission is bigger than I am because it's already set out there. This is a hundred year project, mm-hmm. so you already know. That there's almost like the end game, you know, it, it's going to last far longer than, yeah. than I'm involved. But I, I have this opportunity to to put my little mark on it, and that's what they want. They, you know, the people involved realize that you have talents and strengths, but maybe you're not meant to be here forever. Mm-hmm. And what is forever? You know, mm-hmm. it's like here, be here now, mm-hmm. and and help mm-hmm. make this, you know, yours. At the same time, put your mark on it, and 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 go from there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that that's really. Um, an interesting standpoint. You know, well, it does feel like a collective of leaders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the the little bits of people that we got to meet this mm-hmm. weekend and that we dealt with felt a very strong ownership of we, and it felt like a very yeah. much so like each person we dealt with was a leader in what they were doing. And I yeah. didn't ever feel this weird hierarchy or mm-hmm. like uh, this person is that person and this person's fancier up the pyramid. Exactly. Like it definitely feels like a energetic pull of a bunch of leaders mm-hmm. together and and then whoever's um holding that space or that container they're doing a fantastic job because i wouldn't know 
who that is or isn't this obvious ringleader who's micromanaging everybody like it just seems like Mm -hmm. everybody is there like really strongly and who in why they're there yeah agreed and i think it's it's proof when when you see how we show up at burning man Mm -hmm. because the camps you know there's so many different camps and sizes camps and and ones that have tried to be you know effective offline or i mean you know out in the default world Mm -hmm. if you will and and, and they sometimes implode because you have this, you know, person that's in charge or that, you know, this, there's kind of a, a cult of character or personality that um, drives the whole thing. And, and that's not the case at Walter. It's, it's, um, it's not only uh, transparent, but it's just very, very inspiring and very authentic. And um, all of the, the elements that are necessary, I think, you know, for me to to feel, hey, I'm a part of this, and I and I want to continue to mm-hmm. put my time in, mm-hmm. and, and that's where you you realize, you know, personally, I'm putting these are some of the best years of my life mm-hmm. towards something. I want to be putting it towards something that means something to me. So, you know, I've had years where whether it's my income has been more. Right now, it's what's most important and what I think the world needs and how I can help mm-hmm. is being at Walter and sharing what we have as an opportunity mm-hmm. to create something that makes people happy and takes them to a place that, um, that allows them maybe to be a better um, version of themselves yeah. by showing up to our events, mm-hmm. just show up. I mean, and we're not the only ones, right? Well, there's not the only place you can do this. You can do it. You can do it on so many levels and really where, where you're at. Walter is a metaphor for really any community that you're in. Um, and how can you, how can you take all these little bits of inspiration that we're telling you and how can you make that community one that serves everyone there mm-hmm. in a way that you're just elevating each other. Absolutely. You're elevating your, each other um, instead of like pulling each other down. I think that's, you know, where you're trying to climb over this person to get to the top. Right. It's like, how can we together can we collaborate? Collaborate. Like I see you. I see your strengths. I see your weaknesses. And I see that you see mine. You see me as a whole person. You know that. Um, you know that I am not good at the uh, keeping tasks in order. <laughs> and you're going to help me with that. Yeah, and, right? that's, and I think Kate, Kate and I work really well together in that regard. Mm-hmm. You know, and people you know, wonder, you know, why do we work well together? Or how do we work well together? And I think that um, we definitely complement each other on a lot of different areas mm-hmm. of even production and personality and um, how we show up and what we work on and how we get it done and, mm-hmm. and people see that and, and we feel it. And it's, it's been really a great thing. Totally. Yeah. That's our partnership too. Exactly. It's, it's not me trying to say, Jordan, why don't you do this better? Or, You're not good at this. It's, uh-huh. it's me recognizing, all right, these are the things he's really strong at. Let's have him. Do yeah. That. And then mm-hmm. okay, what am I strong at? And then it comes down to about a month ago, us going, okay, we both have really dialed in how we can like passionately, uh, affect change within, you know, our quote unquote business, which yeah. is like 10 businesses or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then from there, like, who do we start? How do we start to build a team? Cause there's just two of us yep. and we don't completely offset each other, mm-hmm. right? There's something else missing along the chain that we need more of a community, mm-hmm. more of a team. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you start to look out and go, okay, this, this person, you know, who trained under us or who's our friend mm-hmm. or, like, oh, like they they have some really strong points in that. Are those things I could do myself? For sure. But they'd be better at it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, recognizing, like yeah. I said earlier, just recognizing what you're good at and what you know and what you don't know. 
you know, because I think we are in an age where it's like you kind of get this feeling like, oh, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Like I can definitely do that. They've made that easy enough mm-hmm. to where you can do that, whether it's building a website, creating mm-hmm. a logo, whatever it might be, sending an email and doing copy. Um, but still, are you the right person to do it? And is it mm-hmm. more effective to mm-hmm. engage someone over here who that's all they do and they're passionate in, in doing that? They, they probably yeah. not only would love to work with you and bring them in and include them, um, but they're just better at yeah. it. And, and you mm-hmm. have to be ready to hear it. So yes. like, I spent, yes. I'm not kidding, like months trying to build out a, we're going to do it in air quotes because it's definitely yeah. what it looked like, a website yeah. via ah, WordPress, right? Yeah, totally. And I like tried my hardest, but it's just, it was just exactly. not working, right? And so then my son, who's a ninth grader and he's in um, web, web yeah. no, is it that what his class is called? Yeah. I don't know what he's in. He's in, like, a computer programming yeah. class. And we were just kind of shooting the shit. And he's like, well, can I see it? Like, because I was kind of frustrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, well, let me let me just see it. And he just immediately, like, Mom, you have to take this down. And I was like, <laughs> oh, it's that bad? And he's like, yeah. yes, take it down. And he, just, and he pulled up some other websites. Okay, do something like this. And until you can either hire someone to do it or do it yourself. And he's like, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So until you can hire someone to do <laughs> yeah. it. Just put up a landing page that's clean, that has a logo, that has contact information. That's all you need. You can put coming soon. They don't have to know when it's coming. Oh. Just put it up there. That way, when you guys do have your video come out and things come up, this is literally mm-hmm. a week ago. Yeah, that's awesome. When you have all this come out and people get driven to your page, they're not like, ooh, what's mm-hmm. happening here? They're like, yeah. oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. And it was, mm-hmm. I did, I listened to him. He's that's 14. Great. Yeah. That's and I was like, I didn't, I just was like, you know what? You're right. And mm-hmm. I pulled it off immediately. And <laughs> totally. Like, yeah. Because uh-huh. it wasn't good. Uh-huh. It wasn't good. Exactly. No, <laughs> yeah. and, and again, but you had this sense that, yeah. oh, I can do it because it's supposed to be, quote unquote, it's easy. easy. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, well, no, it's 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 easy for some people. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. knowing, again, knowing where your strengths are. And being able to hear that. Exactly. And he did it well. It was constructive criticism. He did it very kindly. But his point was right on. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, okay, well, help me fix it and spend the next four days. I don't have time to do that, you know, retooling it and making it better. It was like, okay, know when to pull back and say, now is not the time to put this into it. Like when we can afford to have somebody build out an awesome website, we'll do that. Until then, we need something up and this is what it's going to look like. And it it was nice. It was nice to like feel like um like there was uh it gave me a little bit of hope because i was feeling a bit hopeless and yeah. every time i would go on there and be like ah, it was exactly. like the most daunting thing <laughs> i'm so. gonna leave yoga and just start doing websites it's like no no not what i'm doing yeah. yeah so it's i think being able to um be open-minded and be mm-hmm. okay to change and know mm-hmm. know when you need to ask for help and um yeah, I think that, that then you keep evolving and then you grow with it and then you start to build your quote unquote tribe of people who support each other and they bring their strong suits. And um, I can't wait till our kids are old enough to um, really be a stronger presence in our business. Because I do think both mm-hmm. of them could bring some really oh, cool absolutely. things to what we're I think doing. So too. And we'd exciting. love to travel around and do all these things with them. And we had them on the podcast and they're fucking hilarious. And so like as they keep growing and the things that they're really interested in and strong at, uh, I can't wait to that'll be amazing. Them in. It'll be really cool. So I love your guys' partnership. You guys teach together. It's it's awesome to see. It's pro you know I, 
don't like to say best or something because when you're in it, you're like, this is the best. This is the best ever. This is the best. Every yoga class is like, this is the best ever. (laughs) Um, But you guys, you have this this balance between you and the way that you can toss it back and forth while you're teaching. That literally, uh, it will be something like you're in a pose and you set up the first half of the body and then you set up the second half like you're like from you know up to the waist and you can finish from the waist up so it's uh i love to see that so how jordan tell us like how that how did that develop just over time or is it like natural this little play you have well i think some of it's natural i mean we won't get into too much astrology but we're we're very we're very similar (laughs) in that regard um and then i think that just you know, you're talking about coming into new things. And I was talking about a blank slate earlier. Like I came into yoga as a blank slate. I had, a, I had a, a body that used to perform well and didn't anymore. And so then I came into her classes and she kind of molded me into a place where my body could perform well again. Yep. And so all of my teaching came from her and I went oh, through her mm-hmm. teacher training and uh-huh. we spent tons of time together. So not only did we click as individuals, but we clicked with our same teaching style because mm-hmm. I had no other teachers that had taught me to do something differently and you know not necessarily gonna use the word wrong but in some ways like certain stuff wouldn't have worked well for me and mm-hmm. her style just fit perfectly mm-hmm. and so I know where her classes are gonna go mm-hmm. I know what style she teaches and I teach a similar but different style and so it's like for me it's just easy to know yeah. like all right you've hit these pieces it's time for me to hit these pieces and I can throw this joke right at yeah, you totally. and you'll catch it and so then great. you'll throw it back at me so it's, yeah it's pretty that's fun great it's a fun balance to have in a class and it's very well done especially for the um acro classes because it's like a metaphor for what's happening physically right yeah. it's like this bigger metaphor like how you guys are exchanging energy emotionally or vocally is a metaphor for the exchange of energy that's going to happen physically between a partnership. So it's not one of you dominating the other, it's the two of you working together. Yeah. And, and it that, sets the tone for yeah. And that's where we, we kind of shine because we get to we get to play. Mm-hmm. And so like when you're teaching yoga, like there's some definite seriousness to it. There's mm-hmm. also some playfulness, but mm-hmm. yoga is a serious place for a lot of people and it's mm-hmm. a very emotional place. It's a very yeah. raw place. Yeah. Um, and so when you get into acro and people know that they're going to touch someone, they mm-hmm. know that they're going to have to get outside of their bubble. You kind of find cool ways to pull people out of their bubbles in yeah. ways that they didn't know they were going to do, even though it was an acro class. And that's where we get to have fun with it. And we get to be weird and quirky. And like, I mean, you guys are amazingly weird and quirky, but that's like why we love it so much. Because like, (laughs) we're insanely quirky too. (laughs) But like in the default world, it's it's normal, I guess, to feel like you have to be normal. Like Mm -hmm. you you can still let some of it shine, be like, all right, I still got to kind of put my mask on a little bit because I'm going to go into a business meeting or I'm going to go deal with these people. I'm going to go to the grocery store and you're having (laughs) face-to-face interactions. And, you know, sometimes being as weird as we really are is a little too weird for other people. Oh, goodness. But that's where like acro is cool, especially to come into a place with you guys where we have this blank slate and we know we're with other people that let their freak flag fly. Totally. That's where it's a really exactly. fun environment to kind of to push people to take their mask off, you know, Absolutely. start to peel away the layers to their mask until eventually like they're being weird and quirky and they're flying and they're mm-hmm. dancing with you. And totally. And it's yeah. just like it's funny because 
I often forget to put my freak flag away <laughs> when I'm out in public. And most of the time I'm walking around just as me, no mask, like at the grocery store. Like I'm that, you know, yeah. I'm just, oh, I know. I'm just me. <laughs> we and love I, it. So I forget to be, I've, or it's, and, um, and yeah. And, and I think the reason that is, is because, you know, throughout my life, I have tried to put on the mask, mm-hmm. what, whatever mask. Like, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and you're like, dude, she's such a, oh, oh, like, burning man, like, yoga. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, this is blowing my so mind. Out there. Like, I yeah. have tried to do it, guys, mm-hmm. my whole life. I've tried to put on every single mask that every person has ever told me to wear. Mm-hmm. And people still didn't like me. So I was, <laughs> so I'm just like, you know what? I like me the way I am. So, uh, I don't know, either you're with me or you're not. I'm going to go, I'm going to keep doing it because I feel good and I'm happy and I'm content with who I am. And if you don't want to meet me on my level, I, like, uh, that's fine with me. Like, because yeah, so that's my- what I look for, though, in a mm-hmm. co-teacher. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, super important of what mm-hmm. you're alluding to with, like, our chemistry. Yeah. It's not so much that we have organized or orchestrated all of it. Yeah. We haven't said you're going to talk here, I'm going to talk there, that's what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. It's that... I'm authentic to me. He's authentic to him. Exactly. We speak to our roles. We speak to our strengths. Absolutely. We embody. And I think uh, it becomes a really natural, yeah. like, back forth, back forth. Yeah. And if and what you guys maybe don't notice is there's a lot of check-in happening. There's I see it. So I love it. So when you guys it. are doing things, mm-hmm. we're checking in real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, All right, how's this going? And one thing that our teachers, uh, Claudia and Hansa, Yoga Beyond, really ingrained into us during teacher trainings is the check-in after. Mm-hmm. So you've done, you're checking in throughout, and then after, you're taking time to sit across from each other and check in and say, That's smart. Um, mm-hmm. This is what I did well. This is what you did well. This is what we did well. The other person goes, this is what I did well. And and these are not conversations. Yeah, no, these are just statements and being heard. So, okay. And then we go into, this is, uh, what is that? Not improvement. What was the word that that they use? Uh, opportunity. Oh, this yeah. is an opportunity for me. This is an opportunity for you. This is an opportunity for us. And that's not cool. a debatable one, especially. Like, it's uh, being heard. So being maybe heard. what cool. I think is an okay. opportunity for really you like that. that you don't necessarily agree with, doesn't matter. Sit on it. Absorb it. That's my truth. That's how I'm going to feel about it. And it's a fantastic dynamic. We did it a lot when we first started co-teaching together. Now we don't have to do it not quite as formally um, because we're so dialed in. Like it almost got to a point where it was really hard to find opportunities. <laughs> we yeah. were like, you just fucking killed that. You yeah. <laughs> right? And That's so, awesome. But I mean, I think early on, like as co-teachers or in people in any mm-hmm. sort of a business relationship or mm-hmm. romantic relationship, mm-hmm. it is so helpful. I, no, love I love that. that. I love that. You know, it's it's. We should definitely do that when we co-teach mm-hmm. yoga. I love that. You know, um, so I am like naturally a very whimsical person. Like all my really adult careers have been very passion driven. Like I was a birth doula and I supported women through childbirth. And so a lot of what I can speak to comes from um, a root of, of knowledge and passion. And um, so some of some of the more uh, more um, I think uh, important conversations I have with very important people, uh, there's a 
um, a dialect there or a way of speak within a high profile business world that I don't necessarily have. And so I don't communicate always effectively in every environment, but I have, um, I have the guidance of not only Gordon, but um, Jeremy within Walter. And so if I get on these phone calls with like, <laughs> and you're like, Waving your flag. Totally. I'm waving my... Um, yeah, totally. Um, they are so... Like, they've given so me good. so much yeah. insight about how to, like, like um, navigate tricky in uh, situations when you're talking about finances or when you're trying to pitch an idea of how to do that effectively within a certain environment. And those two guys, man, like the little pieces of wisdom that they've dropped on me to do it effectively is so, so helpful. And I feel like after every important conference call, they do this little breakdown with me, like nice. helping build me as a person in that direction. And I really value that. That has been an incredible thing, you know. And then in return, I glitter them with very unicorn <laughs> happiness. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> being able to have that yeah absolutely because then it translates to being able to coach each together or to be able to co-create an Mm -hmm. event or or an experience for people and uh, whether he's DJing and I'm teaching or we're both Mm co-teaching it's always collaborative it's always 50-50 I mean it's definitely like uh, something we saw a lot in training is people like cutting each other off or talking Mm -hmm. over each other Mm -hmm. because they just haven't either found the rhythm or they haven't figured out their own self. And so it's really hard to read off of someone else if they, they don't know where they're at. Right? Mm, so how mm-hmm. am I supposed to figure out how to how to coexist with you if you don't even know how yeah. to coexist with you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, I think that's where like we both have really yes. like, figured out who we are as teachers and human yes. beings. And, and, and so our relationship work-wise as well as romantically um, is – easy it almost feels yes. effortless in some yes. ways and yeah. if it does feel off if a class we teach or or a um intimate moment feels off it's addressed pretty darn quickly like, yeah hey. and it's addressed in a way of like this is how i felt about it this sure. is well i check in yeah let's yeah. have a check yeah, let's have our yeah. check in let's have yeah, our check totally. in and, no, that's see, great. and see what happens with mm-hmm. it and i think it's um but you have to be you have to be ready to hear it. You have totally. to be able to you have to be ready to hear from your fourteen year old. Your website sucks and yeah, needs to come down. Exactly. <laughs> like you have to be able to hear that. Exactly. And I think that that's something that like really affects the way that we teach. That's great. Cool. Very yeah, cool. That's good. Yeah. It's fun. Good insight. Nice. Well, I know Kate has a flight to catch oh, here sure. soon. What time is it? And I'm running out of yeah, space on this card time. anyway. So I do. Before we get going, I do want to say thank you to both of you for. Yeah. How amazing this weekend has been. Oh, you guys were the, the best hosts we have ever experienced. Oh, oh, you, yeah. you. you guys are the very sweetest. We, I'm so glad we could bring you out. This was your first time really getting to actually hang out with Gordon, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's True. like we've been family. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was like yeah. seeing. As you can see, we could sit and talk on this for a long exactly. time. Exactly. We have actually just done a four day long podcast. Yeah. We weren't recording. Yeah. So many different times. We're like, wait, 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 wait. Stop yeah. saying this. Yeah. This would be really yeah. good well, for the podcast. There's going to have to be a, a sequel. We'll exactly. Yeah. yeah. We'll come visit you guys in Seattle. Oh, there you go. We'll do a yeah. Seattle weekend. We'll take yeah. you around. We'll do yeah. music. We'll do yoga. And, and then we'll, we'll do and a Seattle version. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Will. You'll get yeah. one of my stories. I love telling stories. And really, that's what I do in all that I do. I tell stories. So maybe I'll tell a story that 
Um, you know, I've told yeah. several stories along the way. That we'll are... have little intro music. Exactly. We're taking a little break and we're coming back for Kate's story time. Kate's story time <laughs> yeah. with Kate. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Tell us about that well, one. Well, stay tuned for uh, story time with Kate. <laughs> yeah. And uh, until then, peace. Later. Uh, bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Gravity Lift podcast with Jordan and Antonella. If you like our show and want to find more, check out our website at gravitylift.space. And when you get a sec, please rate and review us on iTunes to help us spread these vibes far and wide.